Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. everyone it's Darian Simone Harvin and welcome to another episode of am I allowed to like anything just a quick announcement that am I allowed to like anything is now on iTunes so subscribe rate comment check it out this week I have James Harness who is a social media editor at BuzzFeed he also writes for the site as well or creates lists his latest 15 things people waiting for Lady Gaga's new album know to be true You know, I consider James really a student of pop culture. I love whenever we get together and talk about it. So I hope that you enjoy. And as always, don't be afraid to let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter at Darian Simone. You are one of the people who tweets from the BuzzFeed account. Mm -hmm. Like, that's you. It's me when our our main Twitter editor is out. So she's sick. Got it. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's Brooklyn raised. Went to Brooklyn College. Has her master's, got a job at BuzzFeed. She's cool. And when I started, what's out, her name? Let's shout her out. Her name is Tabir. Hey, Tabir. Tabir. Yep, I was scared of her too. She knows this. I was really scared of her when I started, <clears throat> but now we're cool. I hope we're cool. I'm sure you're cool. Yeah, we're cool. Um, but yeah, I, I took over for her, and those are the days like, that we're I have, so far apart. Those are the days that I have the most fun because it's like, yeah, we have so much fun on Twitter, you know? Yeah, we really do. Yeah, we make fun of things. We're serious too. <laughs> like our news department has grown a lot. Oh, absolutely. And I was, I remember when BuzzFeed was first, the BuzzFeed that we knew when it started. Yeah. So it was very much like lists and quizzes, not even quizzes yet, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was just like... Disney princesses and stuff. Yeah, it was like mindless clickhole stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm not down for this. Like, I was like, I'm too smart for this. I don't really care, like whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then BuzzFeed started to grow so quickly. Yeah. And it grew to the point where it was... Yes, all of that fun stuff. Like, you could go to BuzzFeed to take a really fun quiz and to, like, crack up over a funny list. Or you could go and the journalists who work at BuzzFeed are phenomenal. And the news department is just amazing. Like, I love, love, love the work that they do. The most recent thing that I loved was they did, like, a 10-year anniversary um, special with um, Hurricane Katrina. There were a bunch of places who did something like that, but they were, like, the first to really come out the clutch with it, boom, we're going to do this, and all of it was so good. It was, a lot of people just did one, but they, I felt like they really wanted to touch all corners of the aftermath of that 10 years later, and I really appreciate it. Or not, it wasn't five, was it five years later? I think think it was 10 now. Because 1995. It was 20. Our math, we went to Everson, truly. I know. Not good. No, it has to be 2010. No, it has to be 2005. 2005. Okay, yeah, because yeah. we were 14, so yeah, that makes so sense. I know, which is crazy. That's because crazy. Here we are 24. Oh, there you go. I'm 24. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really, and I'm not just saying this because we're on record, but I'm bit, like, extremely happy. I've That's never awesome. felt like, like, I've never really truly felt, other than Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, mm-hmm. where I got my start, if you will. Yeah. I've never really felt like part of a team. 
and I'm not afraid to say VaynerMedia was a really bad experience. I know people who work yeah. there and they're amazing people. And they love it. And, and they, they, love and they it. like it. It just it was not good for me. And that, I think, is important, not to go off on a tangent, but for people our age, mm -hmm. if you're not happy... What I think it's really important to realize is that you deserve to be happy in your job now. There's no reason for us to feel in this day and age that you have to be miserable and to feel complacent in this time where access to information and technology makes it so that we could be doing whatever we want or working like at at some place where we're when we're in the the midst of that work like we love it i don't care that i'm 24. Yeah. i don't care that i'm young and you what don't I, care and you don't care that people our parents would probably say that's a huge name like don't don't leave that. Like, right. you know, what and do you mean? it's not about that to no, me. It's, it's really not, not about that to me. Something to add to that in the interim. Like, I used to work at the Gap. I worked everywhere. I, I used to serve. Yeah. When oh, I yeah. first moved, remember, yeah. like, when I remember when I worked at Junior's, Junior's Cheesecake? Yeah, yeah. I worked at Junior's Cheesecake, and then I served at a restaurant on the Upper East Side until I, I got, like... Do you remember <laughs> you told me, because I was like, Darian, my job is, like, I can't do this. Like, what do you... Like, I know you serve... Yeah. And I went to where oh, you yeah, worked, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I knocked on the door, <laughs> and I said, give me a job. <laughs> and they were like, okay, what do you know about wine? And I was like, well, um, I really like red wine. <laughs> Did you say yeah. that? The lady was like, she was like, how many years have you been serving? And I was like, uh, two. Like, I lied, right? Because yeah. I needed a job. Yeah. That didn't work out. I ended up working at The Gap. Didn't think, after college, I said to myself, I'll never, I'll never work oh retail again. I'll never, like, serve again. Yeah. But then reality hits you, and you and you do, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like there's if you have a part time, if you of. have a side thing going on, if you have a nighttime job, if you have two nighttime jobs and you work on the weekend, like shout it out because that's that's admirable. I think. I agree. You know? and like, and like for me, I w I always said too. I was like, I'm not going to go back to serving, but you can honestly number one make good money serving, Definitely. and if you really had a good side hustle that you felt like was going to bring you to a place where you could transition out of right. that part-time job, do it. Mm -hmm. So basically, I guess, I guess the, what we like is being in a position where we are happy with our, our Monday through Friday. Definitely. That is a, as that long is as something, they may be. Yeah, as long as that may be. But that is something that I believe that everybody, no matter what your age, should be striving for. Yeah. And we should be pressuring companies to create that mm -hmm. and we should be pressuring companies to have baby boomers and millennials in a room where they can like talk about their perspectives so that we can understand how to work together because that's like the biggest conflict is baby boomers which are people like i, I believe it's like over the age of 41 mm -hmm. or 51 mm -hmm. um they don't know how to work with millennials and millennials don't know how to work with them right i just think it's really interesting how I feel like a lot of corporate companies who are trying to change the way that they do business in order to make money, especially media companies, one of those big changes that I feel like they need to make is within like the culture and the politics of the workplace. There's no reason to sit at your desk and say, I'm entry level, I'm not going to talk, I'm just going to watch, and I'm going to no. play by the rules, and then eventually I'm going to... I don't want to play by the rules. No. I don't and, want to. And on the other hand, don't go and be this asshole and 
you know, right. bust down the door. That's not how you do it either. Yeah, that's not how you do you it either. You have to start to balance between the Re- two. Yeah. And there's you, no formula. There's no formula. You can't say, like, oh, like, and I just speak about what I know. Like, if you're in the music industry, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do what, like, Lana Del Rey did. Or I'm going to do what Lady Gaga did. <laughs> like, that's not... You have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Because it's not going to be the same path. I think there needs to be a balance between respect. But not just, like, respect for your elders, but also, like, respect for your peers. Yeah. Just a mutual respect across the board. And I also think that you need to be okay with making mistakes and bouncing back from them yeah like that's a big thing too is like when like when you're young and you kind of think you have an idea of how things should happen it's not that's not always the case and when you make up or like when you mess up you need to acknowledge it and not dwell on it you kind of just have to like bounce back from it that's something that i learned and i like and i feel like i've mastered like if i if i make a mistake I apologize for it, and I just yeah. continue to be excellent. Yeah, you're forthcoming about it. Right. You're honest. I've made a mistake. I've made a bunch of mistakes. Mm-hmm. and been like, look, I did this. I knew it wasn't supposed to happen. And then uh, I'm going to go forward and not be. Exactly. And try not to do that again. Exactly. So, so did you watch the movie Kids? Yes. That's a lot. Tell I couldn't what, sleep. Tell me what you think. Um, well, first of all, we should say that. This year and around this time is the 20th anniversary of Kids. Right. And Kids is a movie that came out in 1995, which meant that at around that time I was either four or five years old. You were the same, same. as well. I was four, yeah. And essentially it is about these kids who live in New York City. Their play, or not even live in New York City, but New York City is their playground. Yeah. Like they own the streets of New York. And the entire movie is cast with kids who are, they're not actors or actresses. They're real kids of of New York. And it's about this plot with this main character named Telly. And he likes to have sex with virgins. Yes, he does. And come to find out, he has sex with this girl. She goes to get tested. She finds out that she has HIV. This movie broke the career of Rosario Dawson, who was like, barely a teenager at this point she and the way that she speaks now oh my god when she started talking i was like who is that she was like because the opening scene is them talking about how much they love to have sex and i just i like i want to know your your opinion of of the movie and like what was going through your head when you were watching it um i'm very sensitive i'm Mm -hmm. overly sensitive so anything that has Mm -hmm. to do and being gay also anything that has to do with hiv um AIDS is very, very, very hard to accept. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that, you know, just because you are homosexual, that, you know, there's a... I don't, I don't want to feed into the stereotype that, you know, that all gay people have HIV right. or, at, or, at, or are at greater risk because obviously straight people can also right as we it. As we see in the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, but watching it, I... Well, first of all, was I really that bad as a kid? No. No. When I was 17, I really started doing bad stuff. But not horrible stuff. Not not that stuff. Not that stuff. Not like inhaling no. aerosol no. and drinking 40s no. and smoking. These, I mean, these kids were like 14 yeah. years old. They were not young. They were like, they were like, they were like peak teenagers. Right. 
Like, I was, like, trying to stay out till 11. Yeah. Trying. I mean, I was smoking weed and, like, I, was I got my smoking, first tattoo. I wasn't smoking weed. You weren't. Okay. I didn't, well, I wasn't really into weed. I didn't really start smoking weed until socially, until yeah. I got to Emerson. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, I was, at 17, my best friend and I were like, let's go to Fordham. First of all, I was raised in Connecticut. Yeah. We said, let's go to Fordham. We were working at a preschool. We went to this place called Tough City. Sorry, Tough City. Um, and they don't check IDs. I don't know if it's the same. This is like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same now. Eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And they didn't check for anything, and they gave us a tattoo, and we got, we, we left. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember you told me about yeah. this whole tattoo thing. Right. So that was like the worst thing that we were doing. Right. So, but I guess in, in comparison to the movie, I was just really surprised. I don't want to say that the movie's not realistic because I wasn't raised in New York and right. I don't have that experience. So I can't say that no way these kids are doing that because yeah. I'm sure this is some of their experience. Right. But it, it was surprising for me, I think. And it made me realize, like, I, I was lucky to grow up in a controlled enough environment, but I'm also thankful for for the bad stuff I did. Because I think you sort of have to go through. I, I do too. And I think that. that if you're fortunate enough to do the bad stuff and still remain safe and alive right. is like, is great. Yeah, you're real lucky if you're doing both. Right. Yeah. But the reason why Kids is an, an important movie for me has to do with the age at which I watched it. Mm-hmm. And kind of... So this is the story. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so this is this is the story. I so kids came out in like 1995, which means I was five years old, and I think that was it. Really, you know, when especially this. I mean, this is a film that went to Sundance, had a bunch of accolades, became really popular in like the indie festival stream, and then you know, like made it to mainstream and whatnot. So by the time my parents had heard about kids, I think it. I think it must have been 1996, 1997, yeah. maybe. And so I remember being with my parents and we were over a family friend's house and um, the family friends had a, had a DVD of kids and they were like, have you seen this movie? And they're like, oh, you got to watch this movie. Like, this is crazy. It, just talking about, they were talking about it as if they were talking about somebody else's kids. Right. Like and it was probably a tape. It was probably VHS. It, it was, a, I think right. it may, I don't know. It was either a VHS or it maybe it like may have been DVD. like, in early like a bird disc or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like it must have All been. Right. So, mind you, I'm in the room and I don't even think they they knew that I was listening, but I knew that this was a movie that I would never be allowed to watch. Yeah. So. Yeah, you were getting the tea at five. I know you were in the room listening, pretending not to listen, but you knew that. Right. So, about. like, I knew that this was like a wild movie, like yeah. a crazy movie, sure. and it was called Kids, and I was like, "Well, I'm a kid, <laughs> so I'm gonna watch it. I'm allowed. I, I stay home from school one day." <laughs> Solely to watch this Did movie, you play hooky? I play hooky basically. Like I'm and alone. Imagine alone. Ooh. Imagine being seven years old, and you, in in the opening scene of Kids, is essentially Telly having sex with this girl, mm-hmm. and I just remember getting to the point where it got to the movie where it was like too intense for you that i had to turn it off yeah i was seven i had to have been like not like seven years old if yeah that. you were like no no this is yeah not. so it just had like so like those those very first like scenes of the movie are seared into my head number one mm-hmm. 
and number two I, I i do love i mean now i've i've watched the movie more recently but i am so in love with like new york culture yeah specifically between the times of um i mean this was in the 90s but like late 70s mm-hmm. um the 80s talk about a movie um paris is burning yeah oh yeah. all of those movies to me are so fascinating like to think that new york city was this this world where like sleeping outside was not a big deal it was more free i wasn't i'm not saying it was better but to know that soho was this place where azara didn't exist this was a place for artists like it makes yeah. me think like who is who is the madonna of you know, our of our day yeah and this is so interesting that you bring this up because I've, I've been watching um, a lot of like old, old tapes, mm-hmm. like when BCBG was still open and when the Knitting Factory was still open, and, yeah. and you had RuPaul performing right. on in the East Village when the East Village was cabs wouldn't go to the East Village, wow. right? And, yeah. you, and you have, but you have Lady Gaga living right. in the Lower East Side. She right. paid eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> this is crazy. This yeah. is really crazy. She paid eleven hundred dollars. For a studio in the Lower East Side, and now that same studio is worth twenty one hundred dollars a month. So, and, and she lived there from two thousand. Tell us how you know that, James. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like on YouTube and like always watching MTV hits when I was like mm-hmm. fourteen. Yeah. And then I was like, this is boring. Like Natasha Benningfield is black. Like I whatever pink. Like and then I was waiting for like someone to come out and really just like twist my life like fuck me up and mm-hmm. then lady gaga and then i saw gaga. just dance and i was like at first i was like who is this with this blonde wig you right. know poker face yeah who is this girl like good one see you you know you'll be away in six months and then she didn't go away and i was like shit like this is like some good stuff and it's different right and it feels old but still new like there's a quality about her and people know this, you know, yeah. she's been on the scene already uh, since, what, 2006? Yeah, something like that. And she, I mean, she really, like, her, her rise to fame was in 2009, but, um, anyway, the point is, I study her a lot. I, and people make fun of me for it, because they're like, oh, it's Lady Gaga. And yeah. I think there's a few different ways to view her. You can either view her as a joke, or you can view her as a cultural touchstone and I choose to view her as a cultural touchstone and mm-hmm. this is when my obsession with New York really began. Okay. So I was like I want to go to the Lower East Side and I want to go to East Village and I want to come in and I lived 45 minutes away from the city. Yeah. And I would take the train in alone and I would tell my mom that I was meeting friends but really I was coming in alone. Yeah. And I would go to these places Wow. and I figured out what her address was <laughs> and I went to her apartment yeah. at 176 Stanton Street in the Lower East Side. Um between Houston and Rivington. And I went there and I stood outside and I said, this girl is just like me. This girl is just like anybody else who wants to do something with right. their life. Right, um, mm, That's so that, important. Yeah, and that was that was sort of the, the foray into, like, where did RuPaul perform when he was up and coming yeah. as a performer? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where did X, Y, and Z live? And how much did they pay? And where were they working? And where did they hang out? And, like, I've gone so far into this research that it's become obsessive that I will go to the bars that these people frequented, like Arlene's Grocery in the Lower right. East Side, and I'll go there and I'll just, I'll just stand there. 
right. and like kind of I don't know what I'm doing there, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to. I guess I'm really aware of the way that New York is changing and the way that it's being gentrified, and like I'm white, so I'm sort of part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I have an understanding of what the history was, and I want to help preserve that, but I don't know how. You don't know how. And by going and to these places, a, that's what that's, I can do. That's a good question. Like, how do you preserve the the grittiness that we say that we love? And I do love about New York, yeah. but we also haven't fully experienced it, but there are documentaries that we can watch on Netflix do. Like, like how do, like, how do you do that? Like, that's even a question for myself. I don't... I think, for me, the way to do it... I'm not going to volunteer on the weekend at, like, a historical preservation society. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I think and, it has to do with your attitude. Yeah, and I tried not to be that annoying kid or that annoying person who moves to Williamsburg and kicks somebody out who's who has rent control. Mm-hmm. I was reading this story. I think it was on Gothamist. A woman lived in Soho for, like, 40 years and paid 500 a month for a huge apartment because mm-hmm. she'd been living there for 40 years. Yeah. And the guy above her with an equal-sized apartment was paying 10000 a month because he wasn't grandfathered in. He right, moved, you know, right. he had a bunch of money, and he was playing his music really loud, and she would say, hey, you're playing your music loud all the time. Can you turn it down? And he said to her, I'll turn it down when you pay 10000 a month like I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the kind of shit that's that bothers That's like me. who you never want to be. Right. And we talked about this a lot friend Eliza and I would talk about mm-hmm. how like you can like help yourself and also help others mm-hmm. and we don't really have explicit conversations like let's talk about how you can help yourself and others we don't do like a Mr. Rogers Sunday morning thing yeah. but it just in in passing you know we'll talk about it metaphorically like how do I like how do I not be an asshole I feel like the only way that you truly gravitate away from being that douchebag who you don't want to be is by learning I'm not talking books yeah. I'm talking about learning about your community understanding to say hello to people yeah. that you see on the street right. understanding what it's like to speak and understanding what it's what it is to be a part of a community right and I think that actually that is something that a lot of us don't get right yeah. my big thing is being being black and living in Brooklyn but not being from this area is right. like I know that I know that realtors aren't moving are, are aren't trying to build and aren't and coffee shops aren't popping up because I live here because I already look like everyone who I already look like everyone who lives here and who's been here and who's been here you know 40 50 years right. longer but they're doing it to attract people who are white right so it's like Although they're not, they're not, things aren't changing because I'm coming to this community, although I'm not from this community, it is, it is still a part of my job to make sure, to make sure that I am someone who speaks, who says hello, who shows respect, and who goes a little bit out of my way to make sure that, like, I am being polite to people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, even beyond polite, like, like, Forming relationships with the people who are in your community. Right, your neighbors getting yeah. to know them, like knocking on doors. Right, like I knock, agree. Yeah, like they're not like physically knocking on doors, yeah, but, but if you but see someone, you say hello. If they're yeah, in, if they're getting their mail, hi. How yeah. are you? Like, have a good day. And I still feel like that's a part of my job as someone who's moving to this. Well, you probably have good parents. <laughs> that's really? It. Yeah.
I don't know. We all have to just take care of ourselves. Especially here. Especially here. <laughs> New York makes you tough. New York, New York makes you grow up quickly. Yeah, you going have back, to... You going have, back to kids. Those kids yeah, grew up quickly. You grow up fast and you realize what you need to do and what you yeah. should be doing. Do you what you, Sure. What you ought to do, right? Yeah. I don't know. But... The wine's actually good. Okay. Like, it's nice. This... This barefoot Thank Riesling you. has like won awards before. Really? Look, it says Gold Double 2012 Ultimate Wine Challenge. Good, because I like it. It's good. And this it is, tastes this is good like... warm. Like I don't mind it. <laughs> I really don't. It tastes like Sprite. It tastes like a Sprite. You know, it literally tastes like a. It tastes like a. It tastes like a. It tastes like a dirty Sprite. A ginger ale. Have you listened to the album or heard of the album Dirty Sprite? Dirty Sprite. Fe- I've heard Fe- of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't listened to it. My Fe- don't say future. Yes, yeah, my future. Is, yes, I get it. But he's like mad rude. <laughs> He is. Why? Why? He's like, you? oh, like, well, he doesn't talk like that. But yeah. he's like, oh, don't bring um, your boyfriend around my kid. I'm like, Sierra has every right to bring that guy around your kid Where? when you're, he's out there, like, cheating. Cheaters <laughs> don't get to say anything. My ex-boyfriend Seriously. cheated on me. Shout out to Mitchell. I don't want to be, like, too meta, but I like that your podcast is called, <clears throat> am I allowed to like anything? Like, yeah. if I were to tweet out, like, I love this new song by um, Haley Steinfeld, and I really do like her new song. Who is that? She starred in that movie, True Grit, and now she's trying to be a pop star. Okay. But she has a song, I think it's called Love Myself. Yeah. And it's really good. But I feel like if I tweeted out, this song is trash, people <laughs> would respond more to that than they would me saying, I like this song. Right. Like, people are it's- almost, like, excited to say... It's this like weird. It's trash. almost like you need courage to be to be, like to be optimistic. Right. It's weird. I'm trying to figure out what Lady Gaga is doing right now. She, you know what? And I like this is my favorite topic. Yeah, she's a really good metaphor for the way that um, celebrity media works too. Right. Because it's actually happening to Taylor Swift now. So. Mm. Yeah. Wait, what is it? So I don't you, even know what you you're talking about right this, now. So you hit this, like, peak. Like, you hit this peak. Like, Lady Gaga sold a million albums in the U.S. in one week with Born This Way. And then Art Pop came out, like, three years later. Yeah. And people Wasn't were like... Wasn't as good. No, it was not. And we can say that. Yeah. I like certain songs on it. Not all of them. Not all of them. A lot changed in her professional life too. Like she, her manager was. Yeah, she got like a new creative director. Yeah, like like, Lorian Gibson wasn't a part of the picture anymore. And like Lorian Gibson is one of my favorite. Oh my god! I have never. Okay, I have never met Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Now she's with everyone. She is a. She is a national treasure. Yes, a fixture in culture. Lorianne Gibson, America's sweetheart. I know. Her and Fetty Wap. Uh, I love both of them. But not that they're, you know, it's apples and oranges, but I love her. I really do. I love her. I met her, I met her once in a Starbucks, and I was like, I was like, yo, just like that, because I was really excited. I was like, this is not even about who we've collaborated with, but like, I just really think you're cool, like, will you take a picture with me? And she was like, yeah, of course. So she was cool. Wait, I've never seen this. You posted this to Facebook? I, when I was living in LA. It was on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fucking like Friendster, whatever I had. Wait. I put it everywhere. I need to look for this. Yeah, like, I'll what? send it to you later. It's weeks okay. back. I'm an overposter, so you know. <laughs> it's weeks back. Months, oh. years. Um, okay, wait, so. So she's cool. Yeah, so Lady Gaga. What do we think Lady Gaga is doing? Because here's right. my thing. How I believe that celebrities um, 
help to remain relevant is through the paparazzi. Sure. When we see them in a cute outfit, like Lady Gaga has, she's like been in the pop, like no matter what, paparazzi gonna take pictures yeah. of her. Yeah. But like I'm trying to figure out what she's doing. So let me start with saying that Taylor Swift is about to go through what Lady Gaga went through. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. You're like a student of pop culture to I've me. been studying it. Because I was really bored in Catholic school. It was really boring. So I said, let me go on for us yeah. Not, and I don't want to plug him. Please unplug him. But I used to go on his Right. Side. I I mean, I don't know any, yeah, I don't go on for any longer. I did yeah. in high school, but not now. Yeah. But so, you rise, you hit this peak, and then there's like nowhere to go but down. And then when you get to the bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. So like Lady Gaga has been like dragged. Yeah. And and for what reason? Because she took creative control of her career and she said, um, I'm dropping my stylist. Well, I don't know if she dropped them, but I imagine she dropped her stylist. She had creative differences with the label and she said to her manager, you go on to other stuff, I'm going to handle my own shit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you don't have like the apparatus to like maintain your celebrity status at the peak that it's at, you're going to disappear for a while. Yeah. Like, you don't have the people to write the emails, and you can't right. handle all that yourself. You don't have the guy to go it's buy hard. you the leather clothes to bring to your apartment so you can The change. leather clothes. Like, the latex isn't available anymore, so you're going to go out in jeans, which she started to do. And, like, I've never seen her in flip-flops. I think, without dragging it out too long, I think she is now at a point where she's going to start to climb again. I just want to I want to hear some music. Yeah, Like, so, that's my thing. That's okay. another thing. There is a rumor on Twitter going around right now mm. that her next album is called Eden. Mm. And that the single, the first single is going to be in September. And that she has collaborations with Adele and Beyonce. <gasps> yeah. And the Beyonce song <gasps> is rumored to be called Circus. So there's a possible Beyonce collab. I don't think we're going to hear anything until September or October. I think it'll be parallel with the American Horror Story oh, appearance yeah. that she's doing. And then she might be doing the Wait, what's she doing with American Horror Story? She's, she's like, the star of American Horror Story this fall. Yeah. What? She's the countess of I the hotel. I did not know that. Yeah, so um, I'll give you some links. I don't have cable. I don't know if you do. I don't I'll have give cable. You some... <laughs> I, got, I have a big flat screen TV over there. I don't oh, even yeah, have yeah. it up. I'll give you some links that you can um, But, watch. oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I am so happy. Like, I think what I've always admired about Lady Gaga, even when... Her music wasn't the best. Her album wasn't the best. Was because like, it wasn't. Yeah, like it, and it was. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. What? For her, it was the best. Like it was what she wanted to do, and that's cool. Because she she came through pop music, and she was like, "I'm gonna do what I like, also what the public likes." Right. And then once I hook everybody, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them. I'm gonna like. It's almost like a propaganda, but not in a negative way. She's like, "I'm gonna bring the fans in." And then I'm going to do what I want. And then I'm going to see who goes and who stays. Yeah. And the people who stayed are the true fans. And the people who left, I think, are the people who say, like, oh, like, I like Azalea now. You know, they'll like whoever's, <laughs> yeah, uh, whoever's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. popping, so to speak. And I think also another thing for me that I admire about Lady Gaga, and this is for many, many people who are, are famous now today. You and have I to know, be willing to, like, yeah, like, fail. Yeah, like, really 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 fail like eat one dollar pizza every day for like a month because you're so broke or like six months or a year or like live in up live in like way way out in brooklyn because you can't afford anything yeah like that like that's a reality for so many people because you have decided to go for what you want to do in life yeah 
And that's why I don't like, I don't knock people's hustle. Like, no, of course. It's like you, you take somebody, even like Nicki Minaj, which is so crazy to kind <laughs> of use Southside Jamaica. Yeah, like it's so crazy to use these people as examples yeah. because they're grossly rich and, and rich and famous yeah, now. She but really it's like, gets it. you, who, who would Nicki Minaj be? If you know she, what she said? She, well, she worked at um, Red Lobster. Right. Attitude. Yeah, she was like, I'm, I should have got fired. Or maybe she did. I don't really know. I watch a lot of um, Breakfast Club interviews. Stop. Like, I stay on YouTube watching Breakfast Club The interviews. Breakfast Club interviews are, like, the best thing about YouTube. Love, I so love good. Angela. I love Charlamagne. All of them. <laughs> I, DJ Envy. Like, they're all... And even the guy who does the soundboard, who laughs at everything. <laughs> who is that? I don't, I don't, even, know, I don't even know who that is. But he's really funny, But too. Breakfast Club is lit. It is. It's lit. It is. But so I was watching that, and she... Who Nicki Minaj was on? Yeah. And I've watched the Lil' Kim ones, too. Because Lil' Kim should get, well, more praise. Yeah. People hate on Lil' Kim. I like Lil' Kim, still. So, you watch Nicki Minaj, and what did she say? So, and she's like... She was like, I was doing mixtapes. I was doing, right. like, DVDs. What any normal person... She was would, doing what you and me are doing. Yeah. We don't like, make music. We make... Like... We other, make like other make, thing. I, yeah. I, we make I make podcasts. Yeah, and we're li- and maybe one day you'll be top forty, like radio morning, whatever you want to do. Right. Maybe you'll be on TV. Maybe you'll be web. Maybe you'll be on the radio, and li- and it'll be a million listeners, and not just you and me. Right. You know. And but and that's the thing is if they if not me then who? Right. That's my whole. That is what I repeat to myself. If not me then who? That's what I always say to myself. We should all be fighting to do what makes us happy. I think so, too. Because it's a fight. It it's is. It's a fight to do it. You have to fight. Like, you... Yeah. You need to put yourself first for, like, an hour. Yeah. An hour. Like, do it. Put yourself first. Yeah. Put yourself up for a day. Wake a up week. ten minutes early. Take a break. Smoke a cigarette. I don't know. Yeah. Do what you have to do to, like, to really just figure it out. Yeah. I, I think you Instagram something, or hardcover Instagram something, it was like... Drink a cup of coffee and put on some gangster app and handle it. And I was like, <laughs> That yeah. was our cover. That wasn't me, but I, I totally like, yeah, agree with that's that. It. Okay, so let's get to the plus one second. Sure. That's my new transition music. Any any horns? Like, meow, meow. Like, I don't know five horns. What's your plus one? Because you texted me about it earlier. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he thought about it. Yeah, Thank I did. You, no, Lord. I really did. Um, I, pl- I was thinking about it all day at work. My plus one is a, a Twitter account called Shady Music Facts. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I think I follow them, but go, I don't know. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, oh so Shady God. Music Facts has become something that I like cannot look away from. Like, I very rarely, and I think it's the same for a lot of 20-somethings, I stay in the timeline. I don't necessarily type in accounts to go look at the profile, but I, like, actively type in shady music facts. Is that it? To, um, to, like, see what's going on, right? So Oh, I follow. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'll go on. They don't follow anyone because it's shady music facts. Because it's shady. But look, they have, right? So they'll tweet out stuff like, here, ready? Let me find something. I think, what was the one with Beyonce? It was Beyonce versus Gaga, and there's no reason to put them against each other, because they're in different lanes completely, but it was like, it was like, Lady Gaga was not nominated for a Grammy for the album Born This Way, um, Beyonce was for four, for the album four, <laughs> but Lady Gaga sold more, even though four won a Grammy. 
You see? So yeah, this is like, why that's that's what they do. Right. And then they'll follow up with like or they'll be like, Taylor Swift has never outsold Dark Horse by Katy Perry and then they'll be like, But Katy Perry's last three singles haven't outsold more than one of Taylor's this year or this yeah. decade. Like yeah. they get into it. They get they're very analytical. But the reason it's my <laughs> plus one is because it's like Do you know who runs this account? No. Nope. We need to know where they live. They probably live in Nebraska. Yeah, and who is it? Who is it? Because so the lingo that they use, I would think it's like, I think Azalea Banks from this Twitter. But um, That's funny. So the reason I, I love it so much, though, is because I feel like it ties in so well with what you're doing here. Like, I'm allowed to like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. I'm allowed to like Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj. I'm allowed to like New York and L.A. Yeah. I'm allowed to like Pepsi and Coke. Right. Like, like don't. You know what I mean? I'm allowed to be problematic. I mean, none of those things are, like, truly problematic. They don't mean but, anything. But right, like, no, but I see what you're saying. It's like, it doesn't have to be versus anything. James. So, so I actually have one last question. Sure. I like to ask everybody this. Sure. You already know what it is because I'm organized and I sent you the question. Yes, and I've listened to this podcast before with Hunter. Thank you. And I know what's coming. So, want to know, like, what is your dream right now like, what do you think about what do you what do you want right now right now right now right now in this moment i want to feel like i'm giving back to my mom mm. um i want to be able to take care of her and i also want to eventually free myself of a nine to five sit down job mm. Because I really am happy, happy, happier than anyone. Well, as, as everyone's happy in my job, because right now it's my dream. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be 64, like, with a, with like a sciatic nerve bust. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to yeah. be free. I want to, I want to be able to do things. I want to like. You want to be, you I want wanna, your time to be your time. I want to get, yeah. And I want to give, um, commencement speeches. Like, I want to do too. that. I want to give commencement speeches. I want to give commencement speeches in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to dye my hair, like, bleach blonde. Do you answer this question? I no, know. I do answer this question. I feel like this podcast is your plus one. This you, podcast is... I mean, is, really... This pod... You know what? You're right. This podcast is my plus one. It's just fun, and I can and I can put it up, and it gives me this freedom to say what I want to say yeah. all the time. So. And, and on that note, I think taking a page from Lady Gaga's book as we come full circle here Amen. is like you can lie every single day you can lie every single day about who you are yeah. and what you want to do and the things you want to do and believe in that lie so hard that eventually it becomes your truth right and I lie to people all the time about who I am I'm delusional about how successful <laughs> I want to be because I I'm think delusional I want too. that I mean I have it's no it's good for you though it's not a bad thing. It's good. It's good for us because I don't know about you, but I have some student loans and like oh. I, ha I literally have to be rich. Okay, that's the thing. It's like crippling sometimes. Oh my god, I can't, we can't even talk about it. And like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Right. I don't know. Now we just acting crazy. It's probably time to go now. It's been, we've had a few. Yeah, we finished this whole bottle of like Riesling. That's good. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. Super I feel good. Big. I feel good. I could drink that on my own. I know you could too. Yeah, I feel like I have. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. My mom listens to these. She I'm does. very happy about I'm it. I'm so happy about that, too. We're not <laughs> acting up, I promise. We're not. No, we're, we're not acting up. We're very, we're very civilized people. Yeah.
But okay. All right. All right. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Seriously, you're this welcome. Has been such a you're pleasure. the first. You're the first white male to be on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that. I hope something has come. I hope that you know that there are. Well, can I say this? Like woke, white males. I'm trying to be. Can I say that? You yeah, can like, tell me if I can. Yeah. Wait. Woke white. I'm like trying woke to, white males. Like they exist. They no. But they, I feel like. But you feel. I'm like not what? trying to defend the white male. Please, I'm not. Right. Because I. I don't. I don't. Okay, so what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, like, that they're out there, and I, like, hope that people take, like, account. Like, I hope people start taking more responsibility for themselves, themselves, especially as white males. Yeah, you just hope that there can, that the white male, that the woke white male starts to multiply. Correct. I think That's I feel that way about it. society. Um, in general. That's it. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Goodbye, woke people and not woke people. We hope you got something out of this. And thank you for tuning in.